fed up of floor robes, driven to distraction and drowning with doom boxes, tired of living in chaos? Welcome to Decluttering Untangled, how to declutter when you're overwhelmed, ADHD or autistic. I'm going to help you uncover the secrets to decluttering, no matter what hurdles you face. You'll discover how to declutter, de-stress and transform your world. I'm Heather Tingle, reformed hoarder, neurodivergent declutter queen and your guide through the maze of mess. Let's get untangled. Hello, Untanglers, and welcome to another episode of Decluttering Untangled. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about something that, as an ADHD, -er, I really struggle with, and I know a lot of my clients struggle with this too, regardless of their neurotype, and that's with object permanence, so the issue of out of sight, out of mind. So if you can't see something, you forget it exists, and this works in two ways to cause us problems. We either forget things exist totally, like totally forget that they're not there, or we know we've got them, but we forget where they are. Um, today, I want to give you some strategies and systems and a few new ways of thinking that might help counteract this and help you live in an uncluttered and a tidy home without having to have everything out. Because I know that one of the strategies we use is and definitely I used to use, was I had to have things out to remind me to do them. So I had to have paperwork out to remind me to action it. I had to have things out on the counter in the kitchen so I knew where they were. I had to have everything that was currently in use or in progress would be out on display, it wouldn't be hidden away in drawers because I knew if it was, I would totally forget that it existed and I would forget absolutely everything and my life would go into one great big mess. So the only problem with that, and that I found and still find with clients, is that you put things out so that you remember that they're there and you remember you've got to do something with them, but often they get other items piled on top of them or they start to blend into the background because there's so much stuff everywhere. So the kind being out to remind you is almost useless because you no longer see them anymore. And a lot of the times as professional declutterers, we talk about clutter blindness. It's For me, I know my clients always notice the clutter. They know it's there. They just have to live with it. So they kind of ignore it. But I know that you know it's still there. It's not that you don't see it anymore. You still do. But a lot of the time, those individual items are no longer seen. They're just seen as a great big messy I don't know mess I suppose um so there's also a massive amount of pressure then on your brain massive amount of strain for you to remember everything because I know I don't know about you but my memory is horrendous so I can't remember anything so it's extra stressful because you're always running behind so when something catches up with you you've then got to find that item really quickly to action it and that's when you're most stressed and that's when you start you know looking under all the different piles and things get moved and then it things that maybe were once organized and tidy then get a bit messed up and then then your system's totally gone to pot so as a system yes I totally understand why we use it but it really does not help in the long run. And it is so easy for it all to fall to pieces. And I know that in my house, it did all fall to pieces and it wasn't a strategy that worked. So the ways, for example, that I used to do was have piles of paperwork out to do 
except I would never make time in my diary to do them. It became a very big overwhelming to-do pile, a very big overwhelming to-file pile. Things got spilt on them. The animals would knock them onto the floor. They'd get scumpled up. They'd get trodden on. They'd get moved somewhere else. They'd get shoved in a drawer if someone came round. So it didn't really work as, as a system. Whereas now, because my paperwork is really organised, I, in the background of my mind, I'm calm about it because I know where those items are. And believe me, paperwork took a long time for me to get there. But, oh, my God, the difference is huge. And I use my diary so much more now. So I, if something comes in and I can't action it straight away, which, to be fair, 90% of the time I can action it, if I can't action it straight away, I write in my diary. I mean, I would be lost without my diary, but I no longer lose it because it's the only thing I've got to keep track of other than my phone. Um, So I write it in my diary and the paperwork goes away until I get to that point in my diary, then I go get it out and deal with it. So things like renewals for insurance are all written in my diary. So that's not a big stress. Anything that I've got to um, call someone back on in a couple of weeks time, that's all written in my diary. If it's not in my diary, it doesn't happen. So instead of having 50 things, 50 pieces of paperwork out to remind me to do them, which never worked. There is now 50 action points in my diary and I only have to find my diary, which is very easy. Now I've got an uncluttered house because there's only two places it ever lives, which is either in my handbag because I'm going out and about and I need it, or it's on my coffee table or my side table, which is dead easy for me to find because there's nothing else on there except the occasional cup of tea. Um, The difficult part for most clients and the difficult part I would imagine for you is the transition from having things out to things having homes and being put away because you're so used to them being out. You're not used to them having a home. It's very, very normal to forget where you've put things to start off with. So one of the best things that you can do is when you are putting things away is ask yourself, where is the first place I would look for this? Generally, that is the best place for it because that is the first place you would look for it. And then you go, oh, surprise, it's actually there. And I still do that to this day. I still get surprised things are where they're meant to be. It's like, oh, this is a whole new way of living. Um, So if you want a bit more information on that, go back to the podcast I did early on about zoning um, because that will really help you figure out where items should go and what is right for you, not what other people think as well. So where's the first place you'd look for it? That's where it should live. Um, Also, to help your brain, um, I use post-it notes a hell of a lot with my clients to start off with, especially in places like kitchens, if we're having to move round or drawers. Um, Post-it notes with a Sharpie marker written on what's inside really, really helps. Or labels or pictures. Um, We are very visual thinkers. So if you can have a picture of an item or some kind of logo to represent that item, as well as words, that will really, really help you. So put pictures on everything. It doesn't matter. It's your home. It doesn't have to be a show home to start off with. It might be that later on you can get rid of the post-it notes, you can get rid of the labels, you can get rid of the pictures, um, because you've got used to them. But while you're doing that transition period of things getting sorted out, especially if you've got others in the house as well who need to know where things are, get those post-it notes popped on there or sticky labels or whatever you want to use. Um, magnets work quite well. Um, and, you know, get them on there. Um, 
I don't know about you. This is a this is a good one. Does anybody buy salad every single week and then put it in the salad drawer and then it goes a funny brown colour and then the following week you put it in the bin and, and then you carry on ad infinitum? Um, so the salad drawer for most ADHD clients is the drawer of doom because you put it in there and you totally forget that things are in there. So I would say instead of using your salad drawer for salad, which goes off pretty quickly... Put bigger items in there. For example, your if you have meat, you put meat in there because meat should be, always be near the bottom of the fridge anyway, so it doesn't cross contaminate things. But if that is like if you're like a meat and two veg kind of person, obviously I'm vegan, so I wouldn't put that in there. But um, my big meals, like the the big bulk of meals, if I'm making food, would go in there, in, and salad would go on the first like bottom shelf because I see it if I see it I'm more likely to eat it salad to me is a healthy thing therefore if I see it I'm more likely to eat it that works better one way you can work around that is putting on the outside of the fridge or freezer pictures of what's in there or you could put picture photos of it and put it on your phone put that in your google calendar for example so you know what dates things have got to be used by or if you want to be old-fashioned like me um you could um just write notes on um, a notepad on the fridge of what's in there and what date it, you know, it's got to be used by. And that will really help you, first of all, have less food waste, but it'll help remind you what are the main bits of your meals that you can create. So that will really help. Uh, whiteboards on the outside of fridges work really, really well for this. And I know a couple of my clients use these and have found massive success. There's also really good pictures that you can get, you know, like kids' photos, like kids' fridge magnets to teach them about food, like this is a broccoli, this is a courgette, or if you're in America, a zucchini. Um, And you can get those photos and put them on one side of your fridge um, so that, you know, you've got them. And then when you use them to put them to the other side of the fridge, and that will remind you that you need to buy more of them. So you're running low on them. So that can work quite well. Um, you can use um, in fridges, which works quite well, and also generally having clear boxes to put things in so you can see what's inside them is a massive positive that you can use. Um, and also having open bins or tubs to throw things in instead of inside cupboards. I don't know about you, but if you've got a deep cupboard, trying to get to the back of it is quite difficult. So if you can have um, an open tub or a, um, a mini bin inside and just grab what's in there instead can make life a lot easier for you. Things like taking the fronts off cupboards, having open shelving, and then items containerized. Again, in those clear, you know, we can get those... Um, Oh, what are they called? The, the circles that go around. I can't remember. Off the top of my head, it's totally gone. Uh, you can get circles that go around, um, which you can put your things in to make life easier for that. Um, or also just clear containers so that you can see items on the shelf, but it keeps them all looking a bit neat and organized. So to keep things looking neat and tidy, even though they're out on display, really helps. Very often when I work with clients, especially if their ADHD is you know, impacting them quite heavily, then taking um, doors off wardrobes can really, really help them see what they've got and make it easier for them to access their clothing. Using um, step layers, so you can get like um, 
step shelving for inside cupboards, um, for things like cans or spice racks, things like that. They work really well. So instead of things hidden behind behind other things and then pushed to the back and then gone and forgotten about until you know an apocalypse happens, then they work really well so you can see what you've got straight away. Um, but really, the main one for me is using clear boxes so you can see what's inside really, really helps. Something that I use quite frequently with my clients, if it's appropriate, is having a, a go drawer or a go box or a grab drawer. Um, and that is having a space which has specifically got things that you need before you leave the house. And it's maybe by the door so that these are the things that you know you're going to use all the time. So it might be things like your purse, your bus pass, um, chewing gum, your keys, those kind of things. The things that you would grab all the time. Now, for me, um, that is where my handbag lives. Most things are in my handbag. And occasionally that is also where, like for example, dog poo bags live just because I can grab them as I leave the door and then I don't forget them. Usually though, let's face it, if you are a dog owner, you're bound to find about 50 in your pocket, whichever coat you put on. Um, but having a go drawer or a, a grab drawer or a go basket um, works really well. I have a bench that I sit on to put my um, my shoes on. And that is where I put things as they are about to leave the house, which is why my handbag goes there, because as I'm about to leave, I don't want to forget my handbag. So if I, for example, need to take something back to a shop or I need to post something or I need to drop something off at a friend's house, it goes on that bench. That bench is leaving the house space. And that is really, really helpful. So you don't forget things. So there you go. That's the uh, last of a few strategies and systems for you to consider. And do remember, your house should work for you it's less important what it looks like for other people. So if that means taking cupboard drawers, or, you know, drawers off wardrobes, or fronts off wardrobes, or having things in clear boxes so you can see them, then do it. Make your life easier. It's okay to give yourself those accommodations. So I hope today has given you some things to think about. And until next time, be kind to yourself and keep untangling. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Decluttering Untangled. If you found anything that I've said today helpful, please do me a favour, hit that subscribe button or leave me a review. It's like receiving a virtual high five that keeps me going and lets me know that I'm helping real people out there and I'm making a difference. Please remember, you're not alone in this. I'm building a community of fellow untanglers over on Facebook. Just visit the show notes for the link to my free decluttering community. So until next time, remember, you're not alone. You're not lazy. You can untangle your life.